for listening to this audio podcast from Christian Life Church, Nassau, Bahamas with Dr. J. Sims. We hope that this message will be a blessing and encouragement to you. Today, if you have your Bibles, you would turn with me to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. The book of Ephesians chapter 6. I, this is one of those days that I want to be sensitive to the time. Sensitive knowing that our children has already been over to Children's Church almost 30 minutes. And uh, I'm very sensitive to those that work with children because they're prepared and, and they're ready to teach, but at a certain point in time, those children get ready to be released. And uh, it's sometimes a little difficult. I'm I, looking at one of our teachers over here, and he's smiling. He said, that's so true, Pastor. I, I know. They have short attention spans. And, and so, so I want to be sensitive to that. I, I do believe that God has a word for you. On this first Sunday, amen, in this new year, I don't know if you realize this, but this is the first month of this first year of the second decade of the third millennium since Christ. So on this first month of this first year of this new decade, that we are launching, which I believe is going to be a, a, a great decade of destiny, amen, for people in this house. And I believe it's just going to be a great decade for the body of Christ, amen. And I just bless every church on this island where they're gathered together today. I pray that God would bless every congregation cause them to increase and to overflow, and that this will be a great year for the body of Christ. All over this island, amen? I want to remind you, our view here is that there is only one body of Christ in the Bahamas, amen? We're just a, a, a part of that body, amen? We're not here to compete. We are just here to join forces and, you know, defeat the enemy, amen? So we just want to... See God move mightily. I believe if God does anything in this country, it is going to be through the church, the body of Christ. And I think he will do greater things when the body of Christ is united. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. That when they dwell together in unity, then there comes a flow of the anointing. It flows from the head and down the beard, even Aaron's beard, and it flows down on the skirts. Amen. So when the body of Christ comes together in unity, we can expect to see something happen. Like on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all together in one place and in one accord and suddenly, my God, (laughs) and suddenly there came a sound. My God, you know, this could be the year that we might even hear the sound of the trumpet. 
I said we might could even hear the sound of the trumpet. I just say to everyone under the sound of my voice, be ye therefore also ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. This would not be a good year to be unsaved. This would not be a, a good year to be from under the blood. We need that blood covering. Amen. So if, if you're here today and you're not saved, get saved. Behold, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. You don't have to leave here the way you came. In Jesus' name, this is your year. Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, that's, that, that, that word there is, is packed right there alone, finally. Let me just see if I could read this without doing any preaching at all. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Let me just pause right there. It's interesting one verse ends with stand, and the next verse starts with stand. Psychologists tell us that these are two of the most powerful words. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer, and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Verse 10 begins with the word, finally. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. Finally, after all these things that I have taught you, I have written to you in chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Now I'm at the last chapter of this letter that I'm writing to you, and he says, finally, He said, after everything else, I've talked to you in chapter 1 about how God sees you. He sees you as blessed. 
He sees you as chosen. He sees you as adopted into the family of God. He sees you as accepted into the beloved. He sees you as complete. My God, I just want to tell somebody here today, you are complete in Christ. You're not half of a person. Come on, you are complete. You are whole in Christ. And he said, after I've talked to you about the fact that you are predestined, and then I've gone to two, and I've told you by the fact how you used to be, but what God has delivered you from, and now, even after Christ has been raised from the dead, and he is far above principality and power, I've caused you to be seated with Christ in that position far above principalities and powers. I just want to tell somebody today that God has given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing by shall any means harm you. I'm so glad today that Brother uh, uh, Minister Knowles put that emphasis on the blood and that blood covering and that, that, that there is a, a way to, come on, put the blood. He said I'll, it's going to be placed as a token that when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Yeah, uh, the enemy will come, but when he sees the token of the blood, it's like, a, it's like a neon flashing light. When he sees the token, wish I could get into that a little bit, but when, it, when he sees that, I'm telling you, when you've got the covering of the blood, Satan knows that he cannot cross the bloodline. Come on, he, he could come and shoot fiery dots at you. That's why you need the whole armor of God. So when you take the shield of faith, you're quenching every fiery dot of the wicked. You've got the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema word. You've got the word of God in your mouth. It's the sword. It's the offensive weapon. And when you speak the word of God, that word goes, but it goes with God saying, I'm going to hasten it. I'm going to watch over it to perform it. Finally, to bring it now to its full meaning, so that you could completely understand which you have been taught. And if you don't learn anything else, he said, learn this. I want to encourage you here. In 2011, you need to be strong. But you must be strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We must know that we can go to the strength of our God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. I wish someone would say that with me three times. The Lord is the strength of my life. Say it again. The Lord is the strength of my life. One more time. The Lord is the strength of my life. I want to just give you a few thoughts here. Here are some of the strengths that he provides that you're going to need for 2011. The first strength I want to tell you about is that he will give you strength in temptation. 
Now, I, I wish I could tell you that, you know, this year, the devil's not going to bother you. You'll not face any temptations this year. It's not going to happen. You are going to face temptations like you have never faced them before. But I've got good news. <clears throat> the good news is that God will give you strength and he will give grace unto you. That no matter what you're going through, he'll give you grace to handle the temptation. Uh, here is what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Strength in temptation. One of my favorite verses after I got saved in dealing with temptation was that verse in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. And here's what it says, there hath no temptation taken you. I can still remember me now, teenager, giving my life to Christ and realizing Satan was going to come and tempt me. But there is no temptation, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. I want to tell you in your hour of temptation, God will be there. He's faithful. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with every temptation, he will make a way of escape. I wish somebody will hear me this morning on this. Because you're going to be faced with temptations, but when the temptations comes, he's going to make a way of escape. I wish I had time to give the drama team an assignment for, for what I want to share here. They, they, I mean, because let me just explain. The Bible says don't give any place to the devil. Because every time you give place to the devil, you open the door to him, and he comes. Let me tell you, every time you open the door by yielding to temptation. Come on now, let me tell you this. Temptation is not a sin. Is temptation a sin? It is not a sin. But temptation can lead to what? Can lead to sin. James talks about temptation being like bait. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, I just see the bait. It's thrown over now. I can just see it in a nice shoal with a lot of nice fish, and they're checking that bait out, you know. And the, I don't know if there's talk down there, but let's take a little bite. And all of a sudden, you feel a little pick. Oh, yes. They, 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 they're getting ready. Well, that's how temptation is. 
Satan throws out the bait there. And he, you know, he shows you something. Because you see, uh, you, you know, uh, I, I quoted this scripture Friday night. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. All temptation comes under those three areas. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, or the pride of life. All temptation will come under one of those three categories. The temptation comes. Now you have to make a decision. I like how Joseph dealt with temptation. You know what? When he faced temptation, the Bible said he ran. Yeah, yeah, he ran. If I could just help you with these few thoughts on how to deal with temptation, you're going to face temptation. God's going to give you strength in your hour of temptation. And he's going to make a way of escape. But you've got to make a decision to accept the way of escape. You cannot be like Samson who's walking about. He's not praying, Lord, lead me not into temptation. He said, Lord, lead me into temptation. Let me see some good-looking thing, and I can check her out. Oh, I know I'm talking to some people. They know what I'm talking about. I can tell when you grin and when you laugh. Hello. And uh, so, so Joseph made a decision. I mean, he could have yielded to the temptation. I mean, it was, a, it was a setup. But he made a decision to flee and to run. How are you going to deal with temptation? God's going to give you strength. But let me tell you how Jesus dealt with temptation. Every time a temptation came, and they came under those same three categories, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Every time the enemy came, and here's the amazing thing. The devil hasn't changed too much. He still is dealing with people, and he'll even try to give you a scripture, but he'll He'll take a little piece of Scripture out and say, you know, you could do that because, you know, the Bible says. And he'll take about four words and show you, you know, and then you'll try to justify your sin. But every time Satan came, Jesus responded with, it is written. If you are going to win over temptation in 2011... <clears throat> You are going to need the sword of the Spirit. You're going to need the Word of God. And you need to take the Word of God and shove it down the devil's throat and say, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Whatever the temptation is, there is a word from God for you to take. Speak it out of your mouth. And when you speak it out of your mouth, Come on, it's a weapon that you're using against the devil. I just want to encourage someone very practically. If you know you've had a problem in an area with temptation in 2010 and before, like for example, uh, sometimes people are tempted when they go to the wrong places. Some of you in 2011, you've got to make a decision about the places you go and the people you hang with. Your association will eventually lead you to your location. You've got to make a decision that you, there are some people you cannot hang with anymore. 
I, I know what happened to me. There were some people I just could not hang with anymore because I, I had those experiences. Come on. When I used to go around them again, it was not long that I was succumbing and giving in. But the day came I had to put my foot down and say, devil, enough is enough. I'm not going back. You know what it's like to have tasted the grace of God and to go back into sin? The Bible describes it. Now, I hate to do this before you go home to eat. It's like a dog that goes back to his vomit. What is there for us to go back to, church? I want to tell you, our God is a good God, and uh, no good thing will he will hold, withhold from those that walk uprightly. So walk uprightly in twenty. 11, and make a decision. So you take the word of God. You shove it down the devil's throat. You make a decision about the places you go and the people you hang with. There's, You know, my wife was just quoting my father. My dad used to have this saying, if you hang with the wolves, you will howl like them. Oh, yeah, you know. Birds of a feather, they flock together. Come on. So you got you to gotta choose your friends. Don't let your friends choose you because friends who choose you will use you. And friends who choose you and use you, they will abuse you. And friends who choose you and use you and abuse you, they will misuse you. And when, when they get finished using and abusing and misusing, they will lose you. Hasta luego. Arisa Deutsche. Bye-bye. Hasta luego. See you later. Hello? Uh, just wake up because that's real life. That, that, that's reality. I, I'd, like to I'd like to expose some, some, you know, some people's MOD, uh, what mode of operation, eh? You know how the MO, the MO, you know how they maneuver. Boy, I tell you, we got some people, some, you know, <laughs> some guys who got some good lines. You got to watch it, young ladies. I'm telling you what, I said, you got to watch it in 2011. I said, you better be careful in 2011. They will use you, misuse you, abuse you, and when they get through with you, they're going to lose you, and they're looking for someone else to use, abuse, and misuse. When they get through with them, they go ahead to someone else, use, lose, and misuse, and abuse, and bye-bye, see you later. So you have to make a decision, accept. The fact that you got to be strong in the Lord. Not on my own strength. He will give you strength in temptation. Also, the Bible says this. I don't know if you know this, but the Bible refers to Satan as the strong man. He is trying every way <clears throat> to defeat mankind. But I want you to know, according to the word of God in Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Come on. I said we are more than conquerors. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Someone give thanks for the victory. Come on, I said someone just ought to give thanks for the victory. But thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he said in verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
<clears throat> he will not only give you strength for your temptation, but he will give you strength in the time of trouble. Once again, I know what God wants to do, but I'm going to tell you this. God does not cushion every blow lest you would never have an opportunity to grow. God is more interested in your character than he is in your charisma. Yeah, thank God you got a great gift and you are really anointed. But I want to tell you, this is a time that we need to allow our character to catch up with our charisma. Quit letting your gifting and everything get way out there. Come on, have the character to match your charisma. Someone say amen. Strength and trouble. Psalm 37, 39, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength when? In the time of trouble. My God, in the time of trouble, he will hide me. My God. I said, in the time of trouble, he will hide me. My God, he'll get me in his pavilion. He's going to surround me. He's going to cover me. The angels of the Lord are encamped around about those that fear the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. He will give you strength in trouble. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and he heard me, and he answered me, and he delivered me, and he set me in a high place. Psalm 50 and verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. I just want to say to you, if you find yourself in trouble in 2011, just remember on this first Sunday, I told you according to God's word that you could call on him. You could say, Lord, help me. Come on, you might be in one of those situations like Peter, you know, loudmouth Peter. You know, you know Peter, some of you could identify with him. He always had foot and mouth disease. You know, he was that kind of guy. He was zigging when he should be zagging. You know, standing up when he should be sitting down. Speaking when he should be shutting up. But yet, uh, uh, you know, he's out on the, in, the, in the boat with the disciples. And they see something walking toward them and they think it's a ghost. But Jesus speaks out and says, fear not, be not afraid. It is I. And, G and Peter said, Lord, if that is really you, bid me to come unto you. And Jesus said, come. And upon that word come, Peter stepped out of the boat. And he started walking on the water. It's amazing how we always want to paint that one picture of Peter just sinking. Well, the Bible says he walked on the water. But here is the problem. As he walks on the water, he takes his eyes off of Jesus. And he begins to look at the circumstances. And he not focuses on his position. He focuses on his condition. And when you focus on your condition, you're going down. <clears throat> That's why you have to keep your head lifted up. Looking unto Jesus. But the Bible says he began to sink. And that's when he said, Lord, save me. That's all he said. And Jesus came right to where he was, took him by the hand, lifted him up, took him back to the boat. Isn't God faithful? Let me tell you another area he will give you strength. He'll give you strength in your times of sickness. 
The Bible says in Psalm 41, verse 3, the Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou will make all his bed in his sickness. James 5 says, if there is any among you afflicted, watch this, let him pray. Come on, if there's any afflicted, let him pray. Is any married? Let him sing psalms. And then if there is any sick among you, then let them call for the elders of the church. I said if there's any sick among you, call for the elders of the church and let them pray for them, anointing them with oil. Amen. So when our sister here had son in the hospital, she called for the pastor. Well, I'm, I'm an elder among elders. But she called and I, I went. Come on. And then let me tell you another area. I just got a few more. Strength and weakness. The Bible says in Isaiah 40, 29, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increaseth what? He increaseth strength. Verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Another area he gives strength, and I'm moving right along. He gives you strength for warfare. Second Samuel 22 and 40. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle. My God. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued unto me. Ephesians 6.11 I read earlier. Put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the vials of the devil. He'll give you strength in warfare. I'm just thinking right there now. It's not in the notes. But I'm thinking of 2 Corinthians 10. Uh, four and five, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. I'm going to tell you, some of you need the weapons. You need this weapon called the blood. You need the weapon that is called the name of Jesus. You need the weapon of the word that Jesus used when he spoke the word. Come on. He just spoke the word and the devil had to choke on it. Amen. And the devil had to leave him. Amen. And the devil, the Bible says the devil left him for a season. Didn't mean the devil never came back. Come on. The Bible says you submit yourself therefore to God you resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, don't be going around saying, devil, I resist you, and you're not submitted to God. Because the devil is a legal eagle. He knows that when a person is not submitted unto the lordship of Jesus Christ, he has access to come in and to attack your mind, your body, your children. It's not just about you. It's about those connected to you. Stay under the blood. Plead the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus over your life, over your children, over your family, over your property. My God, I, I, I just believe. I, I might be old-fashioned to some of you, but I still believe in the blood. I said I still believe in the blood of Jesus. 
I, I was reading in Joshua, even uh, the type when when they told the 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 harlot Rahab put out a cloth and put out something red and and the scarlet when they they see it they know your house is protected and Jesus and God said when I see the blood I'll pass over you. Let me tell you another area he'll give you strength. He'll give you strength in waiting. Now some of you need this uh, because you know some of you are very uh, impatient. Um, hello, I said. Let, let me say this. Some of us are very impatient. You know, we all have faults. I just can't think of any of my own right now, but no, no, we all have faults. If you have a fault, just raise your right hand. I'll just raise both. We all have faults. But aren't you glad he looks beyond our faults and he sees our needs? Here's what Isaiah 37 says, for the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this, their strength is to sit still. Psalm 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God, my Lord. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in all the earth. Isaiah 40, 31, I'm closing now. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Anybody need your strength renewed today? Wait upon the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Come on. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to say today that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. 1 John 5, 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I want to tell you it's time to walk by faith and not by sight. God says in 2011, I'm going to give you strength for the journey. He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He says, I will not fail you. You know what that word means when he says, I'll not fail you? I'll not lose strength and I'll not lose power on my way to helping you to overcome whatever you're going through. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I'm so glad the Lord is with us today. I said the Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Glory to God. I said the God of Jacob is our refuge. Oh, what can man do unto me? The Lord is on my side. I said the Lord is, it is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in princes. It is better to put your trust in the Lord in 2011 than for you to Depend on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct your path. The last verse that I read to you from Ephesians, he said, After you have put on the whole armor of God, you put it on, then you need to stay in contact with the commander-in-chief. 
then you pray. You pray always. Why should we pray? Because Jesus said men ought always to pray and never lose heart, never give up. Why should we pray? Because God hears and answers prayer. By the way, as powerful as God is, He cannot answer prayers that are not prayed. So He says, call unto me, and I will answer thee. God's going to give you strength. Strength in your time of trouble, strength in temptation, strength in the time of weakness, strength with whatever you might go through. There's a word from God. He says, I'll give you strength so that you can run and not be weary. That's, that's the everyday life. You can walk and not faint. Thank you for listening to this audio podcast from Christian Life Church with Dr. Jay Sims. We hope that this message has been a blessing to you.